everybody, and welcome to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. And we have producer Lexi over there that I'm just waving to. A lot of times, Stephanie and I come in fairly hot and sit down, get in the seats. Yeah. Here we are, friends. Here we are. Here we it are. Is, I think I, I think I can call it a pre-winter day. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. I'm not it's ready It's got that. that little bite in the air. I'm not ready. It's not autumnal today. I don't know if it is yet or not. Because it was... <laughs> We, I got. I woke up. I got in my car. I got here. I don't know yet. It's it's uh it's a little. It's pre winter. Okay. I'm just gonna say pre winter. Um, but I think it's gonna be very autumnal next week. So this is just a little preview. You guys, a little I, sketch. We have to level set, which is a very. I know I say that quite a bit. Someone told me. Uh, <laughs> they tell us all the words. Oh we God, say too guys, much. I'm so sorry. For we this. say like. No, no. The phrase that someone told me they counted it 20 times was. Uh, gosh, now I forgot what it is. <laughs> I will tell you, we start phrases with, I will, I will tell, tell you, and then we give you whatever, whatever it is we want to tell you. Yeah. So I just, we'll just say that. Thank you for your attention. Maybe that's a call-in segment one day. <laughs> tell well, us all the annoying things we do on the show. Listen, when I was on Twin Cities Live a couple listen weeks ago, see, one. listen, <laughs> you're right. Uh, they said they made a, someone made a bingo card for them of all the things that they say often. Oh, so that's I thought funny. that was funny. So someone could be playing weekly dick. But dish can we have bingo. tea towels embroidered instead? I don't need any more tea towels. Oh, come on. They're come the on. best. I do not need any more tea <laughs> towels, dude. I'm banning it. But I would take... Banning. Uh, I would Banning take, tea towels. Well, I mean, when you have to like almost take out a storage unit for them, yeah, I think you should. Why aren't you giving them to me? I'll take them. <laughs> you uh, mine are real ratty, and I could use a new, a new batch. Okay. The ones that someone made for me are too nice. I can't use them. They oh just God. sit on the shelf, and I look at them. <laughs> They're too nice? Really? Yeah. I just posted them on my Instagram. One of our listeners did like Stephanie's dish and then she made one like the cookbook cover and I cannot use them. Well, I mean, I do rotate through them. The problem with me is that I have had children in the past who've come home and cleaned up an entire pizza problem, like with a tea towel. Absolutely. And, and so then they like, get so gross and I'm still using the gross ones. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard for us to throw things away. That's for sure. Do you know what? Kurt does, I think, throw them away and doesn't tell me. I would bet. And I, it's sort See, of and like. I don't have everyone to throw them no. away, so I have three drawers full of tea towels. It's sort of a like implicit romance situation where I know he does it. He doesn't know I know he does <laughs> it, but, magi, but I let him do it. Like, towels. yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> okay, level set. Sorry. Guys, we are, we are like two weeks away from Thanksgiving. I just want to know, is anybody else in a panic? I'm in a panic. I, I feel your pain. I'm in a panic. Does I haven't it, ordered my turkey. I am in a panic. Okay. Does it feel, and I don't know, 651-641-1071 if you're in a panic too. Doesn't it feel like it just came up? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know why Halloween seemed like Halloween, but all of a sudden here we are. I'm also having... It's earlier this year. It is I'm a having like earlier. 18 people. You're what? Having 18 people. Wow, you're going up this year. And my year. sister's like... Well, does a turkey even feed that many people? I'm like, sure. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I've had that many people all the time. Okay. You just got to get the biggest bird. And then you got to know. I mean, like your sides are going to be. And everyone wants to know what sides they can bring. I'm like, I don't know. I'll tell you next week. Oh, wow. So can I bring an appetizer? I was like, yeah, you can bring one appetizer. And then I was rethinking it and like, oh, maybe I need a few appetizers. Speaking of. I did this one year and I just saw it and reread it and it was good advice and I'll post a link to it. I had like all the portions, 
Like if you're having 10 people, this is how many potatoes you need. If you're having this people, this is how many appetizers you need. Yeah. I wrote that up a couple of years ago, so I'll repost it. Okay. Because I had to like look back. I'm like, well, 18 people. Do I have a, a cheat sheet for that? Like, yeah, I don't. That's the thing. I just think that I've always I'm, I'm trying to think at how many people I think I have like a 14 kind of average 14 to mm-hmm. and then has gone up to 20. But 14 is an average. Well, I mean, I have four children, four adult children, and they I have know. people attached to And now to them. you have their partners, and we have some and so friends that need a place. And then yeah. Matt is like famous, famous for the morning of saying, can so-and-so come? Can so-and-so come? But one more. You know, I did invite Jametta last night. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so we'll see if Jametta shows up. I don't know. Maybe she will. Um, but I am going to do, and I know we, you know, we are basically on the run for the Thanksgiving shows. Like, this is this week. Then we have next week, and that's it, yo. Yep. That's it. And then it's Thanksgiving. So the next week is the full hour of full-on Thanksgiving talk. and Two hours. Yeah, two hours. Two. I guess I feel like our show is still just an hour, but you're right. Full two hours, full show. We'll have Colin. You can call in any time next show um, and do and have all the chit-chats. We are doing a little pre-testing today. We have a little function today. We have two chefs who are going to This is act. our producer hearing this for the first time. Like, good to know. Good know. to know. I know. I know, Lexi. Here's what we got. We have two chefs who are going to be on with us at the bottom of this hour. and At 926-ish. Well, that's when we close. So, like, 930 is mm-hmm. when they come in. And we're going to have uh, Tommy from Mr. Paul's and uh, Chef Marquez, I think, from Tullaby. They are going to be doing a hotline, a turkey hotline, next Thursday. You know, like like normal, but they're going to be on the show today to kind of practice. Pre, yeah. Practice turkey hotline. Pre-gaming. So get your turkey questions lined up. Yeah. So eat any like cooking turkey, I think any kind of cooking yes, question. Any food questions right. for the holiday. So we're going to have them on. That'll be kind of fun. But I think lots of people, I've heard a lot of people thinking, okay, what kind of, you know, corn am I going to do this year? What kind of creamed should I, corn? Should I do a wild rice? Porridge. I did a wild rice stuffing. It was good. Our friends giving episode for Taste Buds, I think, comes out this week too. Should that's yeah. good. Good timing. Right. Um, yeah, that. I, so that that's screwing me up too because I already made a you whole Thanksgiving. So I feel like I already did this. What what is happening? I have to do it again for real this time. Yeah, that's a toughie. I remember we did a we did a Friendsgiving with a bunch of friends. I think last year and it was the week before the feast, and I was like, I kind of felt robbed. <laughs> See. <laughs> I it's was weird. like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to do that before because I don't know. It just felt like it was like, and then I was done. I was like, oh, so. well, and I think Friendsgiving for the show, like I get that part. I think sometimes real Friendsgiving, like they don't do turkey. They do other stuff. Well, but my I, Friendsgiving is anything you want it to be. Yeah. I mean, anything. My Friendsgiving in the end is game night where we eat leftovers on Saturday. That's fun. I know. We did have a great night last night. We went to the black and blue ball. We did. And uh, Craft Made Aprons is uh, Project Black and Blue. Yep. Is raising money for people in the hospitality industry that have physical, mental, or substance abuse issues and just need a little support. Um, financially, it is a very open system for donating someone or for requesting assistance yourself. A lot of money was raised last night. I just, Justice, uh, Justin Sutherland did such a great job emceeing. You had a great talk. JD Fraske had a great talk. Kate Meyer and Trent Taher, who are big supporters of the industry, um, and who this is their foundation. Just, it was a they really did, lovely event. It really was. And they, this year was a little different where it was at the Four Seasons. 
Um, Thank and you, so, Gavin. Yeah, that was wonderful. And the front, the beginning of it was local chefs sampling things. I have to shout out Hi Hi to Christina oh, and Janine. So good. Their little dumpling situation Loved. was outstanding. And John and Loved Lena um, from Zenbox yep. and Eat Street had like a little hamachi crisp that yes. was super good. There were so many great little bites out there. And then we went in and sat down for a six-course dinner from Visiting Chefs. Stephanie Izard, for me, had the dish of the night. She had these beautiful... It was, it was hamachi, I thought she said. Yes, it was. Hamachi, and she had it sort of tossed. It was like a crudo, but it was tossed in a... Um, and it was tossed in like a goat, goat butter. brown butter. Oh, God, it was so good, you guys. It was so, so good. And just the idea of like the this umami. buttery richness. Well, it's kind of like and when you put the mayo on sushi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. that whole thing is that's what that it was. was. Really I was thinking good. about it last night and then like, that's what that was. Um, and, you know, and then we had beautiful, we just had really great, uh, Jeremy Ford, you know, had this great opening dish. He just won a Michelin star. You know, so many cool things going on. So it was lovely to see out-of-town chefs coming in to support our own chefs. And it was lovely to have the, uh, you know, kind of a wider community there to support. I like that it was people who had money to give. And there were some dishers there that I ran into literally by accident. Yeah. And was like, so how did you find yourself here tonight? And they were like... We listened to the weekly dish. So yeah. if you're listening and you were there last night, shout out, guys. Thank you for supporting our Twin Cities community. Truly, truly wonderful. We have a great show. Yeah, we do. We'll be right back. Thanksgiving means family, and the YMCA wants you to be prepared with free cardio classes to help you breathe when Aunt Sheila asks, Are you eating for two? Stress reducing programs for when your new brother in law offers to improve mom's stuffing. Right now, the Y is just a dollar enrollment with no dues until 2024, the same year there's an election. And as we all know, the most spirited dinner conversations always involve politics. Learn more at ymcanorth.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Um, you know what I wanted to talk about today? An 11-pound raclette. I do want to talk about that. <laughs> I always want to talk about cheese, to be clear. If this could be the cheese show? Someone that listens to show reached out to me, and her cheese order was doubled by accident, and she couldn't send it back. <laughs> so she brought to my garage a massive ton of cheese, a Jarlsberg, Gruyere, but also an 11-pound wheel of raclette. Oh, my God. And I put it in the refrigerator. I was like, I need to give this to Stephanie. <laughs> I'm in. 100%. We're going to have it. We're going to have a whole cheese party. Um, I know. I was just, I was actually talking about birthday parties, which for me is in January. But, like, we're already starting to plot some birthday stuff. So, But yet Thanksgiving, the feast, your big day. I know. I'm just saying. So what I wanted to talk about was the other thing that's near and dear to my heart. First is cheese. Second is butter. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> Butter, butter, you more guys, butter. You guys, I literally made a t-shirt, another t-shirt that has a stick of butter on it. So I'm going to sell you that. Um, but nonetheless, this is what we're talking about. I just wanted to talk about butter because there's so many kinds of butter out there right now. Sure, and European butter, high fat butters. Right. It's so good to know. Let's do what, again, like I like to say a level set on what butter is and what how we're going to use it this season. And maybe just like kind of get some thoughts around it. Butter has a smoke point of 350 degrees which makes it more likely to burn when exposed to high heat. So when we talk about, that's why when you want to fry something, you're doing it in usually vegetable oil or olive oil because it's not going to get so smoky, right? So that's the point that I want you to remember is that at 350 is when it's going to start to burn, right? Um, So that's what a smoke point is when you think about that. But um, by the way, have you ever made butter at home? Accidentally, yes. In your mixer, whipping cream. (laughs) And all of a sudden... 
you stop paying attention yes, and you're like, oh, I've you're made like, some butter. It. I and it's butter. delicious. I know. Sometimes I wonder why we don't make our own butter yeah, like all the time. All the time. I don't know because it's not hard. It's not. I had a friend, my daughter's uh, old college roommate, like when came over for Thanksgiving when they were in college and like stood in my kitchen. She's like, do you have a jar and do you have some cream? And she stood there and, and shook, shook it. it. And she's like, this is the tradition that from my house, I would come to my grandma's house and I would make butter. And I was like, wow. I kind of yeah. love that, right? I might get a wild hair to do some Parker House roll action. Yeah. Because doesn't that scream Thanksgiving or holiday? It does, but it's like, I, I, they never work for me, so I don't... Oh, great. But we're talking about butter. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, do you like to buy, I want to know if you are more of a, do you buy salted butter or unsalted butter? Unsalted butter. Do you all, every time? Yeah, because I want to cook with that. Okay. Now, if I'm eating butter... Why do you want to cook with that first? With unsalted butter, because I want to control the amount of salt in the recipe. Okay. That's good. I think that's kind of true. I think that it doesn't... I think that when people say that, you can can better control the seasoning. Although, I don't find it to be like an overly salty thing. Mm -mm. When you cook with salted butter, it's not like you're getting salt as a presence. That's what I think is so strange, too. And you could argue that... When you're salting your food the best is when you're using multiple layers of salt. Yeah. So having salt and butter is just one layer. You know, you can still salt yeah, you, at cooking and then salt at finishing. And right. And that's so what I think. There's an argument for that, too. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that they were worried about using salted butter because that's all they had. And I'm like, it's, seriously, it's not going to be that big of a difference for your... Depending on what you're making, of course, but right. especially any baked goods with lots of stuff in it, you're not going to get like a super salty present just because... You're using salted butter, so I wanted to do that. Um, let's talk about what is, there are some kinds of butters that we wanted to talk about, like what is clarified butter? Do you understand, you know what that is? Yep, it is butter you melt and take off the milk fat solids, The you skim those off. It's ba- it's evaporating the water, straining, like when you see clarified butter, you know, when you're dipping your crab or your whatever, it's, you know, it's been melted to evaporate the water and then it's strained so that the solids are gone, leaving only what's called butter fat. That's all that is. So butter is basically butter fat and milk solids, right? Um, but because the milk solids have been pulled out, and that's the thing that smokes, is that's why clarified butter has a higher smoke point. So that's if you are going to do something that you want to cook something in a little, you know, a little hotter, clarified butter is better than um, than regular butter because you can heat it hotter without it kind of burning. And clarified butter is also known as ghee. Oh, you know, did you know that I did? You do know that. I know you know that I do. But also like a lot of ghee is like seasoned or like packaged like it. it yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Ghee is a clarified butter that is brown before straining and it's popularly used, you know, South Asian cooking. But yep. like literally, you guys, I buy ghee at the Asian grocery stores and it's so much cheaper than it buying at the big stores. Um, and it's I that's what I make my popcorn in. Is it cheaper than butter? I don't know. Butter's kind of expensive right now. I know. And I, know. I think if it gives the same. It's just without it's the milk solids. Yeah, it's clarified. It's I mean, great. maybe that's a good plan. I know. I love it. I literally, And here's the other thing. It can sit out on your counter for a long time because the milk solids are the ones that, you know, it's just straight up butter fat. So it can just sit out on your counter. Uh, let's talk about cultured butter. Do you guys know what cultured butter is? Do you know? Um, I'm quizzing you on your butter. Something. Do I know what cultured butter is? It is. Something that's been added to it. 
Right. Live cultures. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been allowed to ferment a little bit before it's churned. Because it's a little buttermilky in it's a flavor. Little bit it's a like, little sour. It's a little sour. Yeah. It's it's a stronger, they call it a more lactic flavor, but uh-huh. I don't know anybody who would be like, wow. <laughs> I'd like some lactic flavor, This is so flavor, lactic. Please. Wow. So lactic. Uh, so cultured butter you generally has a higher butter fat content, usually between 82 and 85%, which is why they also call it European style butter. Um, it's the American standard, by the way, is 80 to 82%. So when you're getting those European style ones, that's just a higher butter fat, which um, is great for pie oh, and pastry. So great. You get right? more flake when you have more butter fat. Yeah. And this is different. It doesn't, and it's not, it's not sweet cream butter. Um, but sometimes you see butter labeled as sweet cream butter, but, um, is made with fresh and not cultured cream. So when you see that, it's not that it's like sugary sweet. It's just that it's not cultured cream. So you don't have the little lactic thing. Okay. Yeah. But they, they did say that if you're making pie crust or any pastry with laminated dough, using cultured butter will result in a noticeably flakier crust. Of That is a fact. That like, is a and fact. that is why that... Those Kerrygold butters, the oh, Irish butters, right. any of those European butters. Yeah. There's that other brand that's from Norway that well, we Well, there's Lerpak, which is the Danish butter, which is my favorite. And what's the Norwegian one that is now, you can find it in grocery stores too. Mm. And it came here a couple of years ago. I don't know. Sorry that I can't remember. I'll think of it. Okay. Um, also, a beautiful, high-fat European butter. Oh, gosh. Well, and again, European butter is... the Okay, so European butter is just a higher butter fat. And um, and a maximum of 16% water, which is where like the U.S. butters are definitely a little bit more water than that. So that's really the difference. And when you think about pie crust, one of the big tips in my pie crust that I learned was I use vodka instead of yeah, water. That's a Michelle Geyer trick. And you also, if you use the high fat butter. So by those two tricks, you're taking a lot of water out of that recipe. Yeah. Which is allowing the flaky or pastry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, by the way, that you have to refrigerate your butter? Are you a butter on the counter or are you a butter in the fridge person? Depends on now they sell it in half sticks. I saw that. And my husband likes a half stick on the counter soft. Yeah. And I like it always refrigerated. Right. But I will take, you know, that saltine and drag it across that half stick of butter and eat that for dinner and eat a whole half stick of butter. Yeah. So also portion control wise, <laughs> half sticks are much better than whole because I can't eat a whole stick of butter. I can't eat a half. Right. I think that there's I am. I've always been like a cold butter person. I want it cold and I want it because I don't really care Even to spread it because I don't care to spread it because I want to eat it in chunks like cheese. Like, yeah, I get that. So then very like, much get that that way. If it's if it's warm, then it's like. You're getting like this like thin, thin layer. That's just not enough. There's something about buttered crackers, too, that oh, feels very childhood nostalgic. For me, it's pretzels, and it's the Germanness of my entire childhood, which is we Yum. ate pretzels, pretzels with butter. butter. Oh, Yum. my God. Don't start. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going <laughs> to warn know you. That Please don't start. All right, you guys, that has been a little quick butter 101 for you as you get into the holiday season and start baking and doing all your pie crusts and stuff. We're going to be right back with two chefs, and we're going to have you guys call in if you want. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. We are excited. We are going to have Tommy Begnow and Mark Collins, and we are talking to them. They're the chef from Mr. Paul's. Tommy's from Mr. Paul's. Mark's from Tulabee. 
And we are going to talk about turkey because these guys have done something really fun. They are partnered with some other restaurant chefs and they're going to run a turkey hotline for you next week. But we thought, hey, let's preview this with weekly dishers who probably have some great turkey questions. 651-641-1071. If you want to ask two professional chefs who are with us right now. Hi, guys. How you doing? Very good. How are you? Good. Uh, so you're both here. So we're gonna we're gonna ask you all of the good turkey questions and let our listeners call in with turkey questions six five one six four one one zero seven one. We assume too that they could be mashed potato questions. Yeah. They could pie be crust, gravy questions. Anything. Gravy is a pie big crust, question. Wine I want to I want to ask Tommy a question about Tommy and because Tommy, Mr. Pauls is definitely a cross between a northern supper club and a southern supper club. Um, But I want to know, Tommy, like, are there Southern traditions, you know, Nolan's kind of things for Thanksgiving that you would think are fun to add to the Minnesota table for Thanksgiving? Yeah, you know, I Thanksgiving. I'll go back to uh, I'll start by saying Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. It's the Super Bowl of holidays. It is. And um, yeah, I think, you know. Growing up, we'd have these boucheries on Thanksgiving, and it was all, you know, everybody would take a part of the hog and make this, you know, it wasn't traditional turkey and taters um, down south. But now it's it, anything and everything is, is welcome at my table. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, sweet potatoes, I think, are, are great. We ate them a ton. Cornbreads, cornbread stuffings. You know, I like to do a cornbread wild rice stuffing with andouille sausage. Nom. Oyster stuffing is a big one. Um, you know, oysters and bacon, they pair really well together. So I like, you know, crumbled bacon, fresh oysters. It's a quick bake. You know, the oysters don't get too tough. You could do that with cornbread or traditional French bread. Mark, do you um, have any like holiday Thanksgiving traditions that are always on your table? And you guys, 651 641 1071. We have some calls lining up. We'll take them in just a minute. Feel free to call in and ask any of your. Thanksgiving prep questions yep. to our two chefs here, but Mark, like what's typically on your table or something that feels homey to you? Yeah. I mean, growing up for me with my family, it was a pretty traditional, straightforward Thanksgiving, right? So the, the roast Turkey, my grandfather would do on the grill outside, Yum. And, you know, mashed potatoes and the stuffing. And, you know, later now that I'm married, there's a, there's a dressing, which is very different from stuffing. Um, so it's, uh, <laughs> I think more of the the classics for me, you know what I mean? Sweet potato. I love pumpkin pie. That's one of my my all-time favorite desserts as well. Me too. It's a very exciting time of the year when it's like you finally get to have that again. You know what I mean? Okay. When you say there's a difference between stuffing and dressing, I don't think I know what that difference is. I mean, I'm unsure as well, but my wife's family is uh, from Chicago, and so they make dressing, uh, which is much more like cornbread, kind of cornmeal, chicken stock. It's kind of baked in with little pieces of uh, turkey inside of it. So Got it. Kind of, it was almost more like a loaf. I grew up more with traditional stuffing, right, where it's like the the bread, mushrooms, the kind of leftovers from the turkey, the juices kind of mixed together. And, uh, I think, and stuff. I'm just going to put my weighing in on this, that stuffing means that it's in the bird. Dressing means it's cooked outside of the bird. Okay. That's the only difference for me. I like it. Yeah. Deeds their own. Yes. Sure. That works for me. <laughs> I, I've never really put it in the bird, to be honest. I've so never done an in the bird. Hanson's been an in the bird person, but 
I'm an in the bird person. You are an in the bird person. 651-641-1071 if you want to call in with questions. We have someone that texted in a question and said, um, what kind of uh, pumpkin do you use in a pumpkin pie? (laughs) Uh, For me, if we're being honest, the one from a can. Yes. (laughs) And do you use, like, do you have a brand that you like? Because they're different. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I only ever see Libby at the store. I guess I don't ever see very there's many There's a lot brands. of organic oh, ones that have popped up, and then yeah. there's sweet potato filling. I mean, you know, if you wanted to roast the pumpkin and kind of puree it, that, that's 100% a great way to use up uh, local produce right now. But if we're talking about what I would like and what reminds me of home, it's the Libby. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like the, me too. Whether you like a cranberry dressing or do you like the cranberry jelly out of a can? You know what I mean? There's something about those ridges if you grew up with that. that okay, let's take a boat. Are you can or fresh? Stephanie, cranberry. Oh, cranberry? I'm a fresh cranberry. And not, I don't have anything against the can. I just didn't grow up with it. You know I'm what I mean? Either. I can do both. Tommy, how about you? I go fresh on the table, canned on the sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good night. Nice. Good job. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Oh, we have someone that tweeted um, that is wondering what kind of wine you would pair with your turkey. All of it. All of it. <laughs> good answer. I like it. The, the one on the table. Yeah. <laughs> the one on the yeah, I I definitely think that it's like there's no rules here because you have turkey, but then you have a hundred sides that all have different flavors. So don't even think about trying to just pair with the bird. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Well, and I mean, I think Thanksgiving family style, right? Like everybody shares. So I think uh, it's usually what what everybody likes is what you have. Okay, uh, Diane is on the line, 651-641-1071. If you guys want to call in, Diane has our first live question on our local Twin Cities Chef Turkey line. Hello, Diane. How are you? I'm good. Let's hear your question for our chefs today. So I've always basted my turkey, putting the butter under the skin and, you know, the seasonings and stuff. But my son now cannot have butter. Okay. What do I do? Oh no. Good good question. <laughs> Can he not have butter because is it specifically he butter or is there like what's his allergy? Is it a dairy thing? Uh it's mainly a dairy thing, I think. He breaks out around his mouth if he has a lot of butter. Okay. Okay. If uh, he has a tablespoon, he's fine. If you're basting a big turkey, it's a lot of butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chefs, what would you recommend for her? I would say olive oil is, is the, you know, the, the more, more concerning than the bird is how do you get that many mashed potatoes in you without. <laughs> it's just an issue. <laughs> you can but, make mashed potatoes and just use you, like milk and can. sour cream. I mean, go back That's 15 minutes to this episode and Steph was talking about all of the loves of butter. Yes, <laughs> I know. Oh my God. All right. So um, olive oil, would you just rub it along the top of the turkey? And yeah, I, I, you know, I, as chefs, we've all tried a million different ways to cook a turkey, and I've found for myself dry brining it in the refrigerator for a few days, little salt, little baking powder, and then when I bake it off, it's just olive oil. So nice, crispy skin. You don't want, you know, I mean, that's the best part to me, yeah. that moist bird and then that, that delicious golden brown and that skin. If it's not crispy, 
you know, you tented it wrong or you didn't let it rest long enough or something. Right, but right. that olive oil will, will help. Um, I got to say, you guys, one of the hottest things right now um, is the mayonnaise turkey. That's a very trendy thing yeah. to do is to you instead yeah. of butter, you you can just Google straight up mayonnaise on your turkey. And it's like the idea. I think. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Lopez guy did uh, the Kenji Lopez did this whole mayo thing on the turkey. And it's he said it's amazing. So that's a that's a thing to try. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think uh, any any kind of different fat will work. I think that's why the mayonnaise works. You know what I mean? Mayonnaise is also great on grilled cheeses. Yes, no, that's the, that's the that's canon here, cheese, my so. friend. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. right. I think uh, any any kind of fat. Thank will you do for it. all your advice. Yeah, Diane, I hope that helps you. I think mayonnaise. If I couldn't do dairy, I'd probably do that. Yeah, Kenji Lopez, you know, is like one of those chefs who does a lot of cool that things. That Lopez tries. guy. I know. Let's I was just like, keep hey, calling Jen, him that. Kenji J. Kenji, <laughs> and he. But the whole thing was like. He and I tried it one year and I messed it up. I think I had it too. My bird was too big and it was too close to like the, you know, and it burned. It was like smoking yeah. and I was like, this is not right. Yep. But nonetheless, there's a lot of people who like the mayo turkey is big right now. All right, uh, we have another caller on the line. I have Gary's house. Oh yeah, there you go. Well, it's really hard. I always cook with butter. Uh yeah, no, I know it's hard. All right, we're gonna go ahead and take the All next right, call, thank Diane. You. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Okay, now we have Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Uh, you have a question for our Twin City chefs about Thanksgiving potatoes? Yes. Um, my son has to go on a mission, and he can take food with him. I have tried so many different potato-type sides, and they never taste the same, whether it's like a pre-cooked baked potato or like a hash brown casserole or mashed or just rice or any kind of potato I can think of, and it just never has the right consistency or flavor. So I'm wondering if there's anything that I can do to help with that. (laughs) And Uh, then, go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm not sure I understand the question. You have to bring potatoes somewhere, but they never taste the same. Is that your issue? Well, my son is going to be deployed. So he can take, he wants to take Thanksgiving with him. Got it. But it's going to be a day or two easily. And it's going to have to be microwaved. And it just never, I I don't know. I can't figure out what kind of potato that I can make that's going to have the decent flavor. Especially for an important, I mean, I know. Yeah. important meal like Thanksgiving. Honestly, Uh, this isn't the answer you're going to want, but the potato that I would recommend, and then we'll get the chef's answer. I guess I would think mashed potatoes would hold up the best. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think that's a bad that's answer, cool. though. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I do the, you know, the cream cheese and the heavy whipping cream and the butter and the whole thing. Yeah. For, you know, to try to up that fat level, but it just, he said it just isn't. Yeah, I get that. Uh, thanks for calling in. Chefs, what would you do to hold over like a potato dish? Um, I, I would say I would recommend kind of like a scallop potatoes or a baked gratin, um, just because I think those, once they're set, um, you know, and chilled all the way back down, they reheat pretty easily. 
good idea. Uh, it has a very similar, you know, it's okay in the microwave. Yep. You know, it still kind of gets melty and warm and has those similar textures. So I'd recommend something like that for me. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to keep our chefs on the line and continue into the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Continue to take your calls. 651-641-1071. Chefs, hang on. And we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Wow, that was a real saxophony 1986 throwback. How did you like that, chefs? That was great. Thank you. Great. Yeah, really some lovely music to bring us in. We're here with Tommy Begnell from Mr. Paul's and Mark Collins from Tulabee. They're going to be having a Thanksgiving hotline that they're going to run next week. And we're just previewing and getting everybody prepped for the holiday. 651-641-1071 if you want to call in with a question. We do have uh, Aaron on the line who's got a question about gravy. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for joining the program. Hello, chefs. Uh, my question is, do you have a healthy way to make, a healthier way to make gravy as opposed to the traditional gravies that can be heavy in the grease and the fat, et cetera? Okay. Oof. I don't know. I feel like Thanksgiving <laughs> is the day you pull out all the stops. But chefs, <laughs> do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I I always skim my the drippings. Of of all the uh, the turkey fat, you know, I think traditionally you use that to make your roux to thicken the gravy. But if you were to skim those off, use a low sodium stock. You know, maybe try and cut out some of that butter that you finish with. You know, that's that's about the best I could offer. Yeah, because <laughs> you do need a certain amount of fat to stock to get it to even hold up and become gravy. Uh, Mark, yeah. any thoughts on yeah. that one? Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you really want to make it better or, you know, healthier in a sense, if you were going to try and make your own stock would be a really great place to start. Yeah. A lot of the canned ones you buy are really high in sodium and other preservatives. So, you know, if you're able to maybe save some bones and kind of roast your own, uh, make your own stock, that'll really help a lot. And then, you know, if you use, you can use a different fat other than butter to make your roux to start it. 
um, and that can really help as well sometimes. So, so maybe like an olive oil or what other fat would you use? Yeah, you could use olive oil. You could use, uh, you know, avocado or coconut oil or something like that. I think huh. coconut would impart a little more flavor, but you know, really, you just need a fat with the with the flour. So um, that's another way to kind of trim it down. But yeah, I think just kind of um, starting it from scratch sometimes it does take a little longer, but it will, uh, you know, ultimately have a lot less stuff you're trying to avoid. All right, Erin, I hope that helps you out. Six five one. Six four one one zero seven one. If you have other turkey or Thanksgiving questions, um, Stephanie is a corn person. I like corn too. Uh, do you ever have corn on your Thanksgiving table, and how would you prepare it? Start with yeah, I think corn is corn is definitely uh, always on our table. Um, I go, you know, the corn pudding. Um, oh, yum! So jalapenos cornmeal, butter, heavy cream, um, almost sets up like a bread pudding. That sounds real good. Uh, Mark, yeah, how about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to Tommy there. We do. Uh, I always love a cornbread. I worked with somebody, a fantastic pastry chef that uh, begrudgingly gave me her recipe. So we'll do the <laughs> same thing, kind of bacon, jalapenos, hot sauce in the cornbread, um, and then serve that warm with just butter on the side. I have yet to perfect uh, cornbread. It's it's hard to get it, so it's not dry. Do you have any tips for that? Um, a lot of ones I've seen, you know, you kind of start in a hot skillet and then bake it in the oven. That's kind of a more traditional Southern way. Um, usually it's, it has to do with your fat content and then kind of trusting that when it's done, it's done and let it kind of carry over and cool outside of the oven helps. Okay. All right. I hey, like that. You guys, I just want to tell you that I found, um, as I was looking for the gravy thing, I found a vegan gravy recipe substitute. It's obviously not gravy, but it's really interesting to me because what they're doing is they're taking onions, uh, Yukon gold potatoes and mushrooms and like cooking mm-hmm. them down, really, really cooking them down with like tamari, garlic, olive oil and all of that so that it gets to that really dark, full flavor. And then they're blending it. So that it's a thicker yeah. feeling, huh. like a sauce, yeah. you know, but they're adding like the stock it. and then they're blending that. That's and smart. that is a way to kind of get at gravy. Maybe that's not gravy, but has that umami and like has the feeling of gravy. Let's post that yeah, on I'm our show page. That. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, we, we worked on a dish right now, a mushroom bolognese. It's all vegetarian. Mm. One of the things that uh, is really fun to sneak into is a little bit of miso. Yes. Um, different kinds of miso have a lot of like uh, savory richness to them. And they can, if you use a little bit, it can really enhance it. My mashed potatoes are garlic miso mashed potatoes for sure. Love those. <laughs> uh, Joanne had a question about how to make your own breadcrumbs or bread cubes. You're just going to cut the crust off your bread <laughs> and put them uh, on the counter and let them sit out. Or if you need to do it at a 325 oven. It. You don't even need cubes, yo. Just rip them up. And then you just blend them. Rip in your the, bread. In your blender or your yep. food processor. Or you can whack them with a rolling pin. All right, uh, chefs, I want to know what is your what is the hardest thing about the dinner for you? What is the most challenging piece? Tommy, start with you. What is What is the part of the dinner for Thanksgiving that's the most challenging? Having enough leftovers, I would say. Oh, that's <laughs> a good one. I always say, I mean, I, I, that's 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 the, the dessert of the meal. Uh, you know, I, I plan for a pound and a half to two pounds per person. I think 
that, you know, allows you to have a couple of sandwiches later. And, you know, we're, I'm cooking for 12 or 10, this, 10 to 12 this year, so it won't be too bad. Okay. Um, but, you know, getting a 14 to 16-pound bird, making sure you have plenty of, of uh, leftovers and, and, you know, don't, don't overcook the bird. Trust your instincts. Yeah. Get a meat thermometer. Pull that thing out at 145 to 150 and make sure you rest it for, you know, 35, 45, an hour if you can. I love it. Teresa, you're holding on the line. We'll take your call after this next break. Chefs, I just want to thank you for Thanks joining you us today. When is your turkey hotline next week and how can people call it? Um, I know it is uh, next Thursday, I believe. I think it starts at 8 a.m. until about 2 p.m. Um, so if you go online, you can find the, the number to call. And then depending on what hour, you'll you'll get Tommy or myself or some I of the other it. chefs. I love it. There's lots now, of chefs so. online for it. So it's All right. Great. We'll post the number here on the website, too, for Weekly Dish. Thanks, chefs. Thanks, you guys. We'll be right back.